possible to return to a fulfilling, challenging, successful career after a long career break? After listening to this story, we want your answer to be a resounding yes. I'm Anna. And I'm Karen. We're both coaches with Women Returners, the Return to Work Specialists. We work with employers and career returners to enable professionals to return to satisfying and fulfilling work after career breaks of 2, 5, 10 or even 15 years. And we're excited now to share some of their inspirational stories with you. On our Career Returners podcast, you'll hear from a diverse range of people sharing the ups and downs of their return to work journeys after taking long career breaks for childcare, elder care, health or other reasons. After each story, Karen and I will chat over some of the key themes that emerged and share some of our top return to work tips. And a big thank you to Credit Suisse for supporting us to bring this podcast to life. Credit Suisse were one of the pioneering employers in supporting talented professionals to return to work after a career break. Their Real Returns program currently runs in the US, UK, India and Switzerland and offers returners a smooth transition back into the workforce. After listening to this episode, do head along to womenreturners.com where you'll find lots of advice, over 100 success stories and a range of return to work opportunities. And do sign up to our free network and Facebook group too for extra support and connection. And now, over to this week's guest. I'm delighted to introduce today's guest, Rachel Tompkins. After an early career as an officer in the Royal Engineers, Rachel took a nine-year career break to raise her young family. She joined Tideways Returnship Programme in 2015, the first in the construction industry to launch a returner programme. Since then, Rachel has continued to grow her career at Tideway and was most recently promoted to head of HSEQ, leading on health, safety, environment and quality assurance. Rachel, welcome. Hi, how are you, Karen? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Excellent. Very well, thank you. Good, brilliant. So you've had a really interesting and varied career prior to your career break, starting off as an officer in the Royal Engineers. Tell us a little bit about your early career. Yeah, I've done quite a few things in my life so far. And obviously for me, one of the most significant was going to Sandhurst and becoming an army officer. It provided great skills, leadership skills, management of people and and kit and equipment. And it was a really challenging, great first career move. But after I left, I've done quite a few varied things um, in between. And I think probably those have just added to a wide variety of experience. So When I left the army, I was in Germany and I worked in a school, um, one of the army schools there, and helped a child with severe dyspraxia with um, speech and physical therapy. And then thought about teach training, but I decided to um, come back to UK when my husband was in Iraq and worked for the National Trust as a property manager at Walden Hall Park. And from there, he came back to UK and was posted up to Lancashire. So I ended up working for a company that make commercial diving equipment and started in an admin role there and ended up working with the director um, on business development and things before I had my first Josh. So I did quite a few different things. And I think that experience has really led me in good stead going forwards. I think it's realising that you can put your mind to anything. You don't have to be an expert in that area as long as you uh, listen to people and the experts around you, you can actually manage anything. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway I have from sort of looking back over my previous career. I don't, it might sound daft, but I'm not daunted by anyone asking me to manage anything, providing that the team is there around you. And I think that's probably what the biggest takeaway that I've learned. 
Super, thanks, Rachel. And I was really interested, obviously, you'd had very full and varied career. And then, as you said, your first child came along, Josh. What then prompted you to take, and in the end, you ended up taking a nine-year career break. What prompted you to take that career break? I think, the, not I think, I know. The main thing is that my husband was still in the forces and on operational tours and exercises. And initially, we were in Lancashire. So we were in about six hours away from the nearest parental support and I just felt that I wanted to be with my kids while they were little. You know, it was a difficult, it's a difficult decision, but I, I, that's what the decision I made. And I don't regret it for one second, but I also realised I was lucky to be able to do that. And I really cherished the, the time that I had with them. And it probably was just as well, because we moved back down more southerly, but literally within about six months Michael then deployed to Afghanistan for six months yeah it really paid off because he was away quite a lot of the time. I like the way you talked about cherishing that time obviously it was a really special time to be able to have that precious time with your three kids. It was yes it's hard work I had friends who were working who said to me oh, I don't know how you do it Rachel. <laughs> I actually agreed with them a lot of the time because it, it is you know I'm sure most of the people listening have had those challenges where you've we've had a busy career and, and been yourself and then suddenly your your mum and yes it wasn't necessarily planned that way but child after child followed with the two-year breaks and yeah it, it had its challenges but that is precious time and you, you can't get it back so I'm I'm glad that I did it and it wasn't really until Alexander my youngest was looking at heading off to school that I then started wondering I wonder if there is life after mumship yes it was a ponderous question brilliant thank you and, and it's it's funny the way we hear that people say I'm just going to take a couple of years off but as you say and then the next child comes and then it's another couple of years another couple of years and for you it, it ended up being nine years in total and when you look back at that time now what do you think are some of the skills and the strengths that you developed during that time being off with your boys being engaged in some of the different activities that you were involved in Wow. Juggling is, is, is one that comes to springs to mind. Literally, even running a household and doing it well without children can be a challenge. As we know, there's, there's so much going on in life and it does often fall to the women to still do that and fulfil that role. And I think I probably quite enjoyed the challenge of it. But having three little ones, three boys in particular, life was very active and very engaging and lots of juggling, as I said. But what I did find is that obviously your communication skills, you are using all the time and you have to become a negotiator. You have to become very good at maybe manipulating people sometimes even still. And also what I did love is that it was time to make friends with some other mums um, and dads, in fact, and, and many of the activities that we used to go to. And in particular, I ended up running the story time at a local library with um, two very good friends of mine. And actually, if you can engage 20 mums and their toddlers and babies for uh, an hour at a story time and, and singing songs. I think you probably cracked it in terms of uh, keeping people's attention and engaging an audience. You know, you don't realise it at the time, but you're, I think you're continuously adding to your skill set. I think it's a really great point about you don't often realise it at the time, but when you look back, you realise the skills and, and strengths that you have developed. I'm a mum to three boys as well, so I can appreciate the energy that it takes to try and corral them and also the patience too, as well as those negotiation skills that you talked about. What then motivated you to start thinking about even considering a return back to work? I think it was actually probably friends of mine Essentially, two of the 
girls that I served and the engineers with were still, one was still serving and one was working for Balfour BTE on the rail network. And both were, they were questioning, they weren't prodding necessarily, but they were asking me what I was going to do. And, and, but I just couldn't, I couldn't get my head around a professional career, working full time, commuting and having three boys and getting them to school and getting the shopping done and getting them fed. And I just didn't, I just couldn't see that connection. And yet, if you're looking for part-time, flexible, local work, I I was very restricted. I have to say I was exceptionally lucky, though, because, as Count explained very succinctly, I was online and started looking at flexible and part-time work and a pop-up for the Women Returners organisation literally appeared on day three or something. And I contacted the returners and and found out about the first construction returnship. So for me, timing was absolutely perfect. I was very lucky, but I do think you make your own luck as well. So a bit of both, probably. Fantastic. And it's it's, it's interesting what what you said about when you first started out, first started looking, the prospect of trying to find the right role, potentially a full-time role, potentially with a commute and managing the home family, that all felt really overwhelming and uh, and really challenging. And your sort of first instinct was to look for sort of part-time local work. But you talked about that being quite restricted. Tell us a little bit more about that. I think when you've had a career break, that's that significant. You don't even really know what you're looking for, which might sound really strange, but because I'd done some less managerial work after the army and before the children because of location and, and grabbing at jobs and because I knew I didn't have long, we would be moving on quickly. I hadn't really considered where my strengths lay and what I could do and the potential that I had moving forward. And so I think that was the important part for me is that actually by trying a returnship, you're giving yourself the opportunity to try it out as well as for your employer or your future employer to try you out and for you to have a probationary period. But that for me was the key is until I tried it, I had no idea what I was capable of, I think. I think you have to just be bold and actually be brave and just go for it sometimes. It's interesting that you said that some of your friends who you'd been in the Royal Engineers with were encouraging you and prompting you. How important do you think it was that they recognised and saw that those skills and experiences in you and were sort of gently encouraging you from the sidelines? I think I probably didn't realise it at the time, but it, it was key because it was somebody recognising that I had potential to do something that I hadn't necessarily thought about. And I was very lucky as well because a friend of mine uh, was working in Woking for an engineering company in the oil and gas industry. And he basically set up a two-week, what you'd call a work experience really, but actually it was more of being able to visit different parts of the company, talk to people and find out what they did and what they were doing. And literally in the middle of that period, I got invited for interview for Tideway. So it was great to have something to talk about and to recognise that I was obviously making steps and inroads into coming back into a career independently. And additionally, I actually it was really important is that people started um, asking me if I'd any managerial qualifications or any courses. And so I did had started working through the Project Managers Association exam coursework and I think it's things like that which are really important is to to recognize and realize that although you have had a break you you do need to refresh some skills in your set yeah and I think it's a great example that kind of you 
a bit of a refresh, not only in terms of skills, but also probably in terms of the professional language from going and doing that period of, of a couple of weeks and chatting to people, you would have just got back in the zone of the kind of language that, that is used in the workplace versus the language that's used at the library or, or, or at the school gate, which I think is often really useful for people. Was there anything else that you did either personally or professionally that really helped you to prepare to return to work? Interestingly, I don't think I did, actually. I, I paused there because I did have to think about it. I still am. I think I literally just flew by the seat of my pants, to be honest. I was trying to remember whether I'd, I went shopping at all for more work clothes. I can't remember now, to be honest. I don't think I even had a haircut. I think I literally, I just went as I was. And I think also that's an important thing that I've learned is that it's okay to be just me. And I think being true to yourself. And I didn't have any other way to be. I'd been a mum at home for, for three years. People often said, oh, don't talk about family or don't talk about things in interviews. But I, I was just myself. I had nothing to hide and obviously paid off. And I think probably just being exactly that, being authentic is probably the key to success and going back into a career. Absolutely. And we often say to our returners that they should be proud of their career break. It was a special time. And as you have said, so many skills that you pick up during your career break that are so valued when you do return to the workplace. You're back at Tideway, part of the returnship programme, the first programme. What were some of the highlights for you of that period? And again, also some of the challenges and the things that you found tricky. Having some time to myself was almost a shock, I think, really. I remember sitting on the train the first few, probably even the first week or two, not really doing anything, I don't think, because I hadn't got used to the fact that I could have time to read. What I loved about the returnship was the camaraderie. So there were seven of us on our returnship. And for me, that is a really important thing about returnships. It's the support and the network you have automatically if there's a group of you. There's still three of us working on the project and, and others are still involved in the industry or in, in different workplaces. And that was really lovely and it's a strong friendships that we built up. But in terms of challenges, I think, weirdly, I didn't feel a lack of confidence. I think that's what a lot of people have talked about is not feeling as confident about being in a workplace. I just thought, it's three months, what can go wrong? If I don't enjoy it or it doesn't work and I can't fit in the commute and it's just too much, then three months is manageable and at least I've got my my foot on the ladder and, and something on my CV and I can move from there. But actually, it turned out that it was absolutely fine. And I think, yeah, it just felt like it was natural and, and the right thing to do. And probably I would realise that how on earth I'd managed without sort of other adult company and working in a corporate environment just it felt natural so I was very lucky with it being tied away as well I think it's really forward thinking and great at being flexible I, so the, the returnship was nine to five five days a week but when I um, took on another role we then looked at flexible working and I worked from home on a Friday for example and did a longer days and a shorter day so I could take the boys swimming and pick them up from school. For me, that was the key. I think if it had literally been full-time, nine to five, five days a week, forever, it might have been a bit different while they were little. But now that they're, they're older and much more independent, that isn't an issue either. So yeah, it's just trying it and uh, being brave and seeing what happens. And I think that's a good example of once you've almost got your, your foot in the door, they've seen what you can do, then you're able to have some 
good conversations about what flexibility might work at work and, and what might you need. I know that's all obviously been a bit thrown up in the air at the moment with COVID and, and trying to fit our lives around our work as well. You talked then about how you managed to make the personal side work with a bit of that flexibility. What helped you to get back up to speed professionally as well? I think the most important thing for me was the the first person I worked with in terms of a mentor was a lady called Val and she was so proficient and so efficient and effective and very driven and an inspiration in terms of seeing what was possible. I I didn't realise at the time I think to have a female role model that had been so successful in in a what is a male orientated industry generally speaking Um, although Tideway is doing everything it can to to do something about that. Yeah, I think that was probably what helped is somebody else that recognises the skills in you again and challenges you. Didn't have easy tasks when I first joined necessarily, but they were, it was very helpful because it was all about getting around the business and making sure the business was ready to start the project. So it meant that I spoke to so many people and learned so much about corporate life and, and about a construction project in such a short space of time. I think that was probably the key to the success. Super. You've now been back at work for over five years now, done a number of different roles, been promoted along the way. Tell us a little bit about the path now since returning to work to, to the role that you're doing now. So when we were about halfway through the returnship, there was a suggestion that we were doing pretty well and there were going to be some permanent roles uh, advertised at that time. It was the start of the project and sort of build up period. I applied for three and I got offered all of them, which is, again, a huge compliment and something that made me realise that actually I obviously had something to give and, and people were interested in me working with their teams. That was quite tricky, but I picked a role which was working with the delivery team. So that was those that would be working with the contractors um, when we got out to site. And that was a brilliant 18 months of, again, just sucking up knowledge and information about the industry in terms of civil, big civil projects. And probably that was a key, again, to me being able to have success in, in other roles going forward. At that point, Tideway were moving from their offices in Paddington to London Bridge. And I was asked to manage the office move, which I remember people saying to me, which was a bit of a poison chalice, because obviously it's hugely visible. And if it goes wrong, every single person is going to know about it. But I think I, I obviously love a challenge and I was quite excited by the prospect of something completely different. So I undertook that role for six months, maybe a little bit more. And from there, I think that is another really important point is that Tideway is looking after its its teams and looking after its individuals. So for me, there was an offer of a, a role looking at continuous improvement. And my other subsequent roles have sort of rolled out from that into looking at quality and assurance, which I don't have professional qualifications or experience in as such, but I recognise instantly that I'd undertaken these sort of assurance jobs in, in all the other roles I'd taken before. So again, it's that sort of wide background knowledge and skill set that you're able to use. Fantastic. And so you've done quite a variety of different roles. As you say, you've had broad exposure to the business. It's been a big learning curve in lots of different areas. What would you say, thinking about your work now, that you really love about it? What sort of helps get you up in the morning and, and, and into, into the work zone? I love the people I work with. Tideway is a fantastic company with great ideas and thoughts and vision and values and it's really grown and developed a team of like-minded people and for me 
that is the best part about it. I love people and I love working with different characters and different individuals and people with different skills and, and backgrounds. So that for me is probably the most enjoyable bit. But I have loved the challenge. I, I'm a learner, apparently, and I just love to know about new and more things all the time and to gain that knowledge. And so it gives me give me great pleasure to to, yes, to add to my 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 knowledge bank. And it sounds great. And the, the people piece and the, the learning piece both sound really important, but also something you really love, which is great. And, you know, five years back and now, you will have learned quite a lot in terms of how best to maintain your balance. Nobody's balance is perfect and there will be things that work and there will be things that you will have found challenging along the way. But what helps you? What have you found has worked? Or what have you found has been difficult in terms of managing your balance? What is really interesting is lockdown has definitely taught me that I, well, I was I was tired. There's no way of getting around the fact that if you're commuting, working full time and then coming home to a household as well, it is tiring, but it was manageable. What I have found in lockdown is that actually if I make more time for myself and fit that run in or a walk, it's really important. I was doing exercise, but it was much more limited and probably not and now I'm trying to do something on a daily basis. One of the benefits of being with Tideway and, and such forward-thinking companies is, for example, we were interested in having classes and, and yoga classes. And so that has been a godsend because in the office, it was a, a break twice a week and doing something very important. That was actually, when you asked me about challenges, one of the hardest things was sitting down all day when I first went back to work. I used to be so fidgety <laughs> because I just wasn't used to it. And actually, it's not a natural thing for us to do. You know, we've introduced standing desks and as I said, now we're at home. I do walking meetings with some of my team. We do a one-to-one and a walk and talk. So I think it's really important to try and make sure that you maintain your own physical um, well-being. So, yeah, a challenge, but also recognising it through lockdown has been really helpful. Fantastic. And I guess looking back now over the last five years, sort of get this opportunity to do that with the podcast. What are the things that you would say you're most proud about, both sort of personally and, and professionally in your return to work journey? Oh, what am I most proud about? I think I'm proud of being me now. And that might sound a bit strange, but I think I wasn't necessarily confident underneath the confident exterior. And I didn't necessarily value, I think I didn't value my skills and my abilities. And I think by other people recognising those skills and abilities and wanting me to work for them and wanting me to do different roles and being promoted and recognising that there is a future for me in the industry that I'm looking forward to, I think that's probably the most significant. Yes. And I think actually one of the most things I'm most proud of is the fact that people meet my boys, not to say when they're at home, because <laughs> behaviour here is quite different. But when they meet my boys, they tell me how lovely they are and what a pleasure they are to spend time with. And I suppose actually, I am very proud of what I've achieved professionally, but probably most proud of the fact that I've managed to do both and be a great mum and um, and brought up three fantastic crazy live loony boys and it's that piece about being a great role model to your own children as well you talked about the importance of having a role model when you return to work but actually you're role modeling that for them as well absolutely I think the work ethic my eldest has naturally um, the other two not so so obviously they don't get that from me so I but I think yes it, it will be recognizing that you know if you work hard there are benefits and hopefully it does rub off on them yes 
So what you know really struck me in, in listening to you speak today, Rachel, was just that contrast of you when you were on career break thinking, you know, oh, I'm not sure I'll ever get back. You know, it's might be nine years out, three kids, would be possible to go back to a full-time role with the community if it just didn't maybe feel possible. To now the contrast of you being having been five years back at work, um, um, be promoted through roles and really having actually a very much a successful, fulfilling career. And I think having spoken to so many women who, or, or people who take career breaks for whatever reason, they maybe get to that point where they, they can't see that it, they may ever have that successful, fulfilling career again. But you've absolutely managed to have both. Yeah, I think I have been very lucky, but equally, as I said earlier, I think you make your own luck and I think what's been really interesting is that Tideway was such a forward-thinking company and I think that is probably part of the key to it becoming a success. Um, I think, you know, someone recognising the skills and the ability that you pick up all the way through your life, doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're working, whether you're volunteering, whether you're raising children, um, whether you're caring for, for another adult, you're continuously learning and growing and that experience through your life is what makes you who you are and what makes you an asset to your workplace. And I think, you know, qualifications are obviously important to prove that you can learn and you can simulate knowledge and you can then turn that out into an exam paper or, you know, a practical task, but you, you can't beat those those years of, of knowledge um, and learning that come through just living life. And I think that's probably been the key, someone recognising that and giving me the chance. I think I can be proud enough now to say that I think I've shown myself and other people that it is possible. And so I would recommend anyone who's unsure and sitting at home wondering what they're going to do and, and going through those questions in their head that I did and coming up with the answers that it just wouldn't be possible is to just try it. Super, super advice, just just to try it. And, you know, I can sense from you that you can still in some ways picture yourself back on that career break now or picture others who might well be in, in that similar situation that you were in. What other advice would you have for, for people who are on a career break who are contemplating the idea of coming back to work? I was going to say, I think, you know, keeping the possibility alive in your mind but equally, I, I genuinely didn't think about it. I didn't think it was going to be possible. So I think probably recognising that, do keep yourself busy. I'm sure it was the fact that I had examples of places where I'd helped, volunteered, worked with other teams, proven that you know I wanted to do more and learn more and have responsibility through my career break. That is key and, and quite important. As it's very hard work and very... Um, time-consuming being a mum and running a household but if you can fit those things in around the activities you do with the children or perhaps you know keep up studying even if it's one night a week doing something um, I think it just gives you those other strings to your bow and and proves that you believe that you've got something to to show afterwards. Yeah super absolutely that kind of as you said, show that you're keen to take responsibility, but also show that you're you're still able to continue learning. Any other advice that you wanted to, any other final advice that you, you want to share with others who are on a career break? I think it's about saying going for it. I think that's 
for me, the most important thing. Try not to worry, try not to overthink it and look for those companies. Do look for those companies that are are reaching out for people who had career breaks because they will recognise and appreciate your skill set. And I guess the advice for the for the rest of the world would be to, you know, to start looking at that if you're not, because it's so important, such a valuable resource, which potentially is is not going to be utilised um, if we don't make those opportunities viable. Uh, a career break, it is not a negative in my eyes. I see it as a positive life growth experience. Um, and I, the more people that recognise that, the, the better the future will be. Absolutely. What a lovely note to end on, actually recognising that a career break is a positive and that the amazing array of skills and strengths that you can develop that would absolutely be an asset to any forward-thinking workplace. Rachel, it's been such a pleasure to speak to you today and I think almost for me, overarching in there was the um, piece that you talked about just being yourself and being genuine but also that you make your own luck and so to go for it to take some action to move yourself forward thank you so much for for sharing your journey with us thank you it's been a pleasure and uh, i really appreciate the opportunity because if i can inspire anyone else even just one person to take that step then that would be worth it for sure wonderful thank you So it was great to hear Rachel's story. And one of the key things that I took out of that is a career break, no matter how long, doesn't signal the end of your career. You know, if I think about Rachel kind of from that point where she was sitting there thinking it was impossible with her full life, you know, her three boys to restart her career again to where she is in today. Absolutely. And and I think what we're seeing more and more is that a career break actually could just be a normal part of a 40 to 50 year career. I mean, we're all working so much longer now. We're seeing increasing numbers of women and men taking career breaks for lots of different reasons, not just for caring reasons, but for travel or relocation or so many different reasons. Yeah. And I think recognising it's normal, but also as you start to think about coming back, particularly if your break is a bit longer, sometimes there's that pressure to feel, oh gosh, this first role has to be absolutely perfect because I've taken so long out. But actually, that first role just needs to be a stepping stone. It's just a chance to get your foot back in the door, to refresh some of your skills, to figure out how to make work work with some of your other commitments outside of work. Absolutely. And, and you just don't know where that role will lead. I mean, it's it's getting your foot back in the door, isn't it? And then being able to be in the workplace, to look for the opportunities around you, the opportunities to learn and to challenge yourself. And one of the things I really loved that Rachel said was she just wanted to be herself. She just wanted to be authentic in the workplace and just open her, herself up to the opportunities that were available. Yeah. I think, you know, reflecting on it now, looking at Rachel and thinking from that point when she thought, gosh, I can't even imagine getting back to work to five years back in after her career break just you know you never know what's going to be possible in terms of developing that kind of fulfilling challenging successful career even after you've had a long career break thanks for joining us today and we really hope that this story will inspire you to take the next step in your own return to work journey do tell your friends and family about the career returners podcast And when you get a moment, we'd love you to subscribe, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. A big thank you again to Credit Suisse for supporting us to create this podcast series. Credit Suisse has supported professionals on a career break to successfully return to work for many years. Take a look at their Real Returns programme if you're thinking about returning to work. 
With a focus on transferable skills, the program has been important in opening new career directions for returners across the years. And if you're looking for more advice and guidance in your own return to work journey, we're here to support you. Visit us at womenreturners.com and sign up to our free Returners Network to hear about returner opportunities and join our growing community of returners in our Facebook group. We look forward to you joining us again for the next episode of the Career Returners Podcast.